Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 250 of the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here and uh, joining in the live chat. We got a live chat going on our live episode already, celebrating 250 episodes. It's pretty exciting. Tonight we're going to be talking about Xenoblade 3, uh, some rumors around uh, Game Boy and the Nintendo Switch Online. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot of updates on the Switch Online, including Genesis stuff, a Splatoon 2 coming to expansion pack, a release date for Splatoon 3, Sonic Origins, and a lot more. But uh, before we jump into that, my name is Steve, and I'm uh, grateful to be here with you all. Also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. And, of course, joined by Greg as well. Hey, Greg. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Happy to be here, as always. Yeah. It's pretty great to be here. Episode 250. That's, that's kind of crazy. We've been 250 episodes of this. So I know I've been here from the beginning. Uh, you guys have been here. Like We were still under 100 when you guys came on board, though. So yeah. you guys have been here for the vast majority of these episodes so far. Um, of course, huge shout out to Hassan who started this podcast, uh, years ago and, uh, got us all kicked off and, uh, and everything, but yeah, going strong for 250 episodes. Uh, we also have a game giveaway tonight. Um, so yeah, uh, Barry, what, what is that game? Remind everybody what we're giving away tonight. We're giving away a digital code for the game Terrorbane, which we discussed last episode in our game chat section. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out our game chat, checked out our written review, we also have an interview that Barry did with the uh, the writer of the of the game, but also he plays the developer in the game as well. Um, so it's made great that interview, interview very surreal. <laughs> surreal, yeah, like just. <laughs> It, it did it like at the very beginning is like, oh, OK, cool. And then the more he talked, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am living the game again. This is great. So that's really cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, all that tonight, we're going to give away the game, bunch of other stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we jump into that, we want to uh, just remind you all, if you've not followed us on social media, uh, follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, all at Nintendo Fuse. And also, if you have not joined our Discord, we would absolutely love to have you on our Discord. Um, the link is on the screen, but also in the show notes, the YouTube description as well. We would absolutely love to uh, have you join in the uh, the conversations about games and so much more. Um, it's constantly growing, so make sure you head over to our Discord as well. Um and uh, yeah, just a kind of a, a programming note before we jump in, we'll remind you of this later. Um, but normally we do this episode, uh, this this podcast every other Monday and we do it live like we're doing live right now. We have a chat room going that we're going to refer to throughout the episode. Uh, but 251, episode 251, so our next one will be pre-recorded because of uh, some scheduling conflicts of us not being able to go live, um, primarily my scheduling conflict, uh, if we're honest. And uh, and so, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll still premiere it on YouTube um, for episode 251 so you guys can watch uh, when it goes uh, live at the normal at our normal time of 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, but uh, we won't be able to interact with you like we normally do because it will be pre-recorded for episode 251. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what is Jakester talking about? It's always Steve, I It's always your fault. Oh, it's always my fault. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's actually it is true. Um, we won't get into why, but it is always my fault. 
But anyway, uh, we need to I, refer to make up our own Jakester comments too. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Good, yeah, yeah. There's some good uh, news to talk about, like oh, Jakester <laughs> thinks that Xenoblade Three is coming out too early or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We finally have a date for Mother Three, and Jakester's not excited. <laughs> <laughs> No, like to be like uh, to also be honest here, like not I'm always honest, but to be honest again, um, the uh, I I try to not be here. I want the other guy. I want these guys to, like keep on going without me, but they they insist they were that I'm here and a part of it. So so I blame it on them because they want me around. I don't know why. There we like you. I know it's weird. What's wrong with us? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've been playing uh, some some games this last uh, couple of weeks, uh, some of us more than others, uh, but uh, let's get into that. If you are joining us live, uh, please let us know what you've been playing in the live chat, uh, both on YouTube and Twitch, and uh, we'll refer to that as well. But uh, Barry, get us kicked off on what you've been playing. Uh, yeah, so uh, on the Switch, I'm still doing daily Animal Crossing uh, in fact, I'm actually doing it times two because uh, my wife had to uh, go to Tennessee to take care of her father for a couple weeks and forgot her Switch. So I am now babysitting her Animal Crossing Island. Nice. And uh, <laughs> so I'm playing Animal Crossing times two. Uh, Pokemon Unite still doing, you know, daily daily matches every night, just having some fun with it. Um, booted up a game I haven't booted up in a long time, which is Tetris 99. Uh, they had the uh, the Kirby uh, Maximus Cup this uh, weekend, so I did that and got my borders and themes. And then they also had the two previous Kirby themes on sale for a ticket each instead of 30 tickets. So I don't have a lot of tickets, so I'm like, all right, you know what? For a ticket each, I'm going to grab them. So it was interesting getting back into Tetris 99. Got my ass kicked, but I did get down to 10 on one of the matches. So I thought that was pretty good considering I hadn't played in god since the skyward sword uh maximus cup which was quite a while ago uh and then i also played a game called uh, the sorrow virus a faceless short story which i would love to tell you all about and we had planned to talk about but the embargo isn't until wednesday so we will be talking more about that next episode yeah Uh, on the playstation 5 i am still doing horizon forbidden west uh, I'm still kind of torn. I've, you know, some people prefer the first game. Some people like the second one. Uh, the second one is very ambitious. I see where they're going with the story. I want to say I'm maybe 35% through. I keep getting distracted by side quests. That's a, a terrible thing when it comes to open world games. Always distracted by side quests. Uh, I like the story. I like where it's going. I am curious how they're going to end it. Uh, I almost feel like there's more politics involved, you know, in this and the different tribes and cultures. And I know some people don't like that and some people, you know, don't care about the tribes, especially the names are kind of hard to remember who's who and what's that. I can't tell what you are from a distance. I don't know. You're you're a person. Um, So it's kind of off-putting in a way, but it's also kind of makes sense Mm. and it's fascinating the lore and the story, but I like it. You know, overall, I like it. I'm still playing. I definitely plan to complete it. I don't know if I'm 100% it. Probably not. But I, I do want to see it through to the end, uh, put in enough time at this point. Nice. And uh, on the PC, I'm still doing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, 6.1 dropped. Uh, literally, I think the day of our last podcast, 6.1 dropped. 
and uh, or it was the next week. I think it might have been next week or whatever, next day. Uh, lots of cool content. Uh, uh, love seeing the story continue. The new new raid is fantastic. And uh, just a lot of changes, good changes for, for the class I play, which I like. And uh, mobile, for some reason, I'm still doing Dragalia Lost. They, they just added a new story and a new, new, new battle that they were working on prior to the whole we're killing the game. Uh, so I got to experience that and have some fun with that. And uh, Mario Kart Tour. That's really where I've been putting more of my mobile time on now because at least that game's going strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they just release uh, another track as well? Yeah, I I yeah. Every every other week they release new tracks. Yeah. So keep going, and maybe we'll yeah, eventually this, see those tracks in uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. This was another brand new one too. Like not like a lot of times, like there'll be a new one, but it'll be a new one from an old game. Like this is a new Mario Kart Tour exclusive track. Cool. Cool. Uh, going to the chat real quick, and it looks like uh, Jakester says he's been playing last playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, did Tetris 99, and restarted LEGO Harry Potter Collection, and have finished the first game, started on the second game. So, nice. Uh, yeah, be sure to let us know what you've been playing in the chat room, and we'll refer to that uh, as as well as uh, talking about what we have been playing. So, Greg, you got it, uh, quite the list this time. We've been playing. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to tie up some new loose ends on a number of the games that I, we've talked about on previous podcasts. So I was, um, I went back into Terrabane to, and found like a few more of the errors. Um, I didn't quite finish like the actual playthrough, like an actual playthrough of it yet, but I was just trying to work my way there. So it was just still kind of fun um, finding some of the programming uh, glitches, as they call them, throughout the game. And um, yeah, I just, went past like this one part where you go like uh through like the vault or whatever i don't know if like that's like where that is in the conjunction of the whole storyline but you're close to the oh so it's like close to the actual end point okay i liked the vault the vault was fun okay yeah that was pretty much it from there that's where i met on my first playthrough there um i been playing a lot of a robot named fight so i know that's a huge thing for premium edition games and i finally got around to um playing it it's that metroid uh, metroidvania type game that's also a roguelike so it's um very interesting the way that it's like done and how it's like nothing is ever the same on each time that you die um i just really don't like losing a lot of the progress so that's kind of where i feel on it it's kind of difficult to feel like you like get three or four weapons and then you die and then you're basically at ground zero completely like you can't save and resume and i have no idea how long the actual game is but i don't like i still try to feel like i do better the next run and then i still die after like whatever the second or third boss after acquiring some of the same weapons so it's or at least weapons that do similar things because they have that's the way that the game is structured with the different weapons that you find so I don't know, maybe I'll still continue to play that as it goes on, but we'll see. Um, I also put another hour into Conan Chop Chop. I finally realized how to start a single-player thing. I really wanted to have that on my like list to try to actually do a single-player mission <laughs> to see how it plays out. And, yeah, it, it is pretty hard to do when you're just by yourself. Right. And it's <laughs> definitely recommended yeah, to play with friends. <laughs> I, I was like, butt. it can't be that bad. And then I was like, oh, I can <laughs> survive like a section of the screens and only make it to like one town or something like that. And that's about it. Yeah. Because the uh, enemies don't really drop a lot of health. <laughs> There's only so much meat you can, you only can carry one piece of meat at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
These next few, I was more centered around my playing with my daughter. We were playing some Splatoon 2, like local multiplayer. She really has fun just doing like one versus one on the turf war. So it's still kind of fun just to practice. And then I think we did do like one or two rooms with like a bunch of random people. And it was still kind of fun just to kind of go through and play it. Um, I know our stories that we'll relate to, we'll talk about this further, but I already had purchased the DLC before like we talk about that. So it was, I didn't expand any that anymore, but I will probably be diving more into that now that it's uh, <clears throat> included. Cause I'll be trying to help my daughter complete that story stuff. I'm sure. Um, did a lot of playing with the forgotten land previously. So I finally dove into Kirby's adventure on NES for the first time. And I'm surprised that it's actually tons of fun, like all the different power-ups and everything. Um, I think surprised. it's a little too easy to, <laughs> probably i'm guessing you mean surprise because you just never had tried it and yeah yeah yeah, I was, yeah it was more like a, just like a surprise that how much i enjoyed it is oh there that's different yeah it's a, it's a great game i had never played it previously but it was it certainly has that and like the nes difficulty at times and like i don't really like the losing the power up every time you're getting hit because that makes the boss fights a lot harder but um it's definitely interesting to see how the powers have evolved especially in like kirby's forgotten land where it was like there's still the fire power up that pretty much behaves the same he turns into a little fireball um there's like still like the iconic sword one that makes him basically like link and some of the other ones like have all like stood the test of time into his latest adventure so that was pretty cool seeing a lot of those like how they behave in 3d versus his initial 2D adventure. So I got to like world four or something. I don't know how many there are. Like, I know there's like five levels per each world. I so six, maybe six. Yeah. I can't imagine it's a whole lot longer because the Mario games aren't usually that much longer than that, but yeah, still we'll try to plan on finishing that one up at some point in the future. Um, we were on a huge uh, Sonic binge this weekend. Watched the first uh, two movies this weekend for the both of them for the first time. Like the second one was in the theater. The first one we found on streaming, and then she wanted to actually see one of Sonic's old games. So we booted up the Genesis app for the actually the first time and played Sonic the Hedgehog two. And noticeably missing, they don't have the first one for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, we played the second one, and there's like a versus mode, and we, and she had a lot of fun just running through the level is like Sonic because she refuses to be player two. So I have to be tails <laughs> and I have no problem being tails. So I like tails better actually. So it was still kind of fun going through <laughs> some of those classic levels with the Emerald Hill and uh special stage and whatnot. <clears throat> That's awesome. Um, then we also pl- did like another mission or two in Pikmin three deluxe. She had gotten it for her birthday and she hadn't really played the game pretty much all year yet so she finally decided she wanted to continue on there we finished like some of the oliver missed the not oliver um olimar's missions so that was kind of fun to wrap those up and then also did a few rounds of super mario party because that's she just loves playing mario party games and then finally just still playing fire emblem heroes that's still going strong and they have their golden week celebration with all these major uh summoning events and all that stuff going on for Japan's Golden Week. Nice. Nice. Uh, Jakester said you shouldn't be disappointed. He's also a, a fan of Tails. Um, I am too. Of all, like Tails. of all player twos, Tails is possibly the best. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I, like 
Mario's always better than Luigi and whatnot, except when Luigi. I know. <laughs> We're getting make some enemies right now. <laughs> That's fighting words right there, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, you get the but get the advantages Mario and just about all the Mario games. I mean, you always go first, and like in Mario One, you can beat the game before the other player two even gets a chance to play. So like. <laughs> That's, that's, that's before they realized how co-op games actually work. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I actually, I'm now I'm now I'm on this thinking. My mind just started going through all the different player twos, and yeah, I can't. I I think I would put, I think I would put uh, Tails as the the best player two in my especially mind. Especially yeah. Sonic Three, where he could fly. Uh-huh. Like Sonic Two, he's almost a carbon copy of Sonic, but Sonic Three, he could. You know, yeah. has the ability just to fly wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. Uh, Although, in like the adventure games and stuff where they confine him to a, a robot mech, like Adventure 2, like yeah. he's not as good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> or, that's or, or give him the bombs only, his only way of attack. Yeah. Uh, Jakester is also saying Luigi's better than Mario um, because he's a <laughs> Ghostbuster. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like you said, Greg, it, it, he's got Flood, so... You know, <laughs> sucking up ghosts or spitting out water, you know, what's better? So. <laughs> he can hover. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you realize, Steve, you just set that up for a very, very dirty joke, right? Moving on. Uh, I have been playing uh, something very wholesome, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I finally ended up picking it up and my wife and I uh, started playing through episode four. Um, and I don't think I realized uh, for this Lego Star Wars game, like how much they changed it up for this this iteration, because I think the whole time I'm thinking, why did it number one? Why did it take so long for them to put this collection together? Why was it delayed if like two thirds of the game actually more than that or was that. already done. Um, couldn't they just like up it and move it on out, but they redid like everything. Like they redid the, the graphics, they uh, changed some of the storyline a little bit. I mean, this, this main story is still star Wars, of course, but it's a little changes from the original ones. And uh, the, the camera angle is different. Like all of a sudden, like you're you're more of a third person behind every character. Like there's there's some exception, like few exceptions, but for the most part, you're like directly behind and zoomed in a little bit more into what we now know as more of a traditional third third person view uh, game. And I don't know if I like it like that. I, I actually like you pull the, the camera back. You can't, as far as I know, you can't. And I preferred the more isometric view. Um, of a lot of the levels in the original games um, just because I was able to see more and playing it single player is probably fine but when you're playing it co-op you get the split screen and you get less of the screen of the the whole world to see and that was tough a little bit for me because I but I got used to it a little quicker for my wife who is not really into playing games like that a lot of times she was struggling at what where to go where are you again how do i find you where am i supposed to be looking that sort of thing so that was that was kind of unfortunate because i think partially because of that camera angle and uh, and everything so there might be a way to to zoom out the camera i didn't look i just assumed that it was what it was i do know you can change like inverted axis and stuff like that but i didn't 
I didn't look to see if you can zoom out. Um, Logan's asking which game that was. Uh, if he's asking about me, that was uh, Logo Lego Star Wars, um, the uh, the new one, the Skywalker Saga. So, but it was fun though. It's still a blast. It looks great. Um, I love how like they were able to uh, to upraise everything. I did end up getting it on Switch um, because I felt like this was going to be a game that I'll want to play on the go. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I ended up getting on switch and it looks great. Like it, I mean, it's not 4k, but it looks really good. And I know that they, I think they, this is one, another one of the games that they possibly use the up resing, uh, thing that, um, possibly is built in now where they can like down sample and then up sample it again or something like that. So, um, if, if that's the, the case or whatever they did, they made it look really good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, playing play with Rocket League, Clash Royale on mobile, and uh, also played the Syro Virus, um, which uh, unfortunately we can't say anything about because embargo isn't up until April 27th. Um, but catch that on our nepo- next episode. We will talk all about it. Um, yeah, uh, keep letting us know what you have been playing in the uh, in the comments and the the live chat if you're watching live. We'd love to know what you guys have been playing. Um, but uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Unfortunately, because of that embargo, um, we found out a little too late. Um, honestly, that's uh, that <laughs> that was uh, the case, and so we don't have a uh, a game chat or review tonight. But in place of that, we're going to give a game away. So uh, hopefully you're you're okay with us not having to review this episode, but instead we're going to give a game away. So Barry, let's let's give away Terrabane. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about doing this. So <clears throat> we had this on Twitter, and we asked everybody to you know follow up with Nintendo Fuse, follow the uh, creators and the developers of Terrabane, and retweet. So I took all the names down of everybody that that did that, and. I'll run this here, and the winner, according to this, is Math Grill, named Michelle. Uh, so it's at Math Grill. If uh, I don't know if you're watching right now, congratulations. Uh, if you're not, and you're you know you see this afterwards, please DM uh, Nintendo Fuse for your code. And should uh, Michelle not get uh, get back to us. We will pick another winner. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, and we uh, we had quite the turnout for this one. This was really exciting to uh, to see everybody uh, hopping on there and entering in this contest. And uh, yeah, thanks to the developers of uh, of Terrabane for giving us that that code to give away. And uh, if you're Absolutely. still, you know, want to know more about the game, we've got uh, this is kind of like a full coverage kind of thing that we did for Terrabane. So we've got a written review on NintendoFuse.com. We've got our uh, our game chat that we did on our last episode of the podcast, but also as uh, a separate video on our YouTube. And we also have an interview with the writer and the guy that plays the developer uh, in the game as well. So um, yeah, if you're if you're wondering what's this game all about, you have plenty of content to uh, check out Terrabane uh, for sure. And uh, congratulations again to our winner. All right. Well, let's move into some news discussion. And uh, yeah, there's uh, this first story I know at least made one of us really excited. Um, Probably probably a little bit of a, a problem i know if what we talked about in discord like now you gotta you gotta juggle some stuff so barry tell us tell us about what you're why you're so excited 
Well, before I do that, there's a little bit of breaking news that just, just happened two minutes ago. Oh, okay. Um, so I figured we'll throw this in really quickly. Since totally. This is on the spot. Uh, Nintendo of America just tweeted out, and I'm going to direct quote here. This is Miyamoto. After consulting with Chris San, my partner at Illumination, on the Super Mario Brothers movie or film, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023 to April uh, April 28th in Japan and April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be well worth the wait. So we have a little bit of a delay to the Mario movie, but he, ah. Miyamoto-san himself promises us it will be worth the wait. Mm. What do you guys think about that? Uh doesn't surprise me. <laughs> a rushed movie is a bad movie forever. A delayed movie is great forever. <laughs> there you you go. know, I was thinking the same thing, Greg. <laughs> it's like I've heard that quote before somewhere. <laughs> from from probably the same person that uh, <laughs> put out this tweet according to it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Did you know that that tweet that tweet tweet <laughs> that tweet is uh is or that quote is actually man that's that's a quote and a quote a uh that quote is a uh is not actually um by him like it's kind of made up or whatever like i was watching something the other day and technically he never actually said that or there's no record of him actually saying that quote it's just been attributed to him but that's a good thing to get it you know added to you though yeah yeah, it's a good one because it keeps re- being reused over and over again. And now about movies. So, uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. And and I think, yeah, Greg, what you're alluding to, I mean, hopefully it just makes for a better movie in the end. Um, and, uh, yeah, with the world the way it is, like it doesn't surprise me things get delayed anymore. So, um, yeah, just hope it means better in the end. Now, here's a question. Do you think this is any relation to Sonic? Like they saw Sonic 2 and said, we need to bring more to the table. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet, but oh. Sonic Sonic 1 was good enough for me to go. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I think they finally they finally have like hit a good stride with video game movies. And so potentially, yeah, this th- that could be uh, some influence there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know those. Sonic 2 controversy, even though I just saw the movie this past Saturday, but um, I thought it was actually a pretty decent movie. There is um, no controversy. Oh, you were just saying, like, why they moved it to April or whatever, but... Oh, no, I'm saying, like, Nintendo looked at the, at the Sonic movie and said, like, oh, this is really good. We need something of that caliber to compete. You know, the Mario movie is now no longer up to snuff, is what I was referring to. Oh, I mean... I mean, it is like an animated movie versus like a movie with CGI, but I don't know. Who really knows these things? I mean, it could just be like they didn't like the design of like Mario or something. They had to like redesign him and re-illustrate like a lot of his parts or whatever. I I have no idea. It could be any number of things. It could be any number of things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could just be like a script change or who knows? I mean, they got to rework uh, Chris Pratt's Mario voice. I don't know. I would have thought like a Christmas release would have been more solid, but I obviously understand that uh, the delays, obviously they feel like it's needed. So um, who knows? I mean, maybe they're even trying to plan something like with like Super Nintendo World around it too, to help like boost like the theme park stuff as well. I mean, I know like the 
think it's California is supposed to open up next year, I think, too, with like the Super Nintendo World. So I don't know. It could be something even tied to that even. I mean, you don't really know. I mean, they could even be making it an actual <laughs> Mario Brothers movie, the game kind of thing, too. <laughs> an actually good uh, movie spinoff game. <laughs> so I don't That's know. Yeah, could, there's so many things that could be, and obviously delays always kind of stink, but, I mean, it's it's only a few months, so it shouldn't be bad in the end. And as I was just joking around, like it, they're obviously delaying it for whatever reasons that they need, and it usually just means it's a, be a better product in the end. So it kind of stinks to have to prolong the, seeing it for a few more months, but I guess it'll be worth it. Yep. Yep. yep absolutely. All right. Now All right. tell us about why you're so excited, Barry. <laughs> yes. Very excited. Uh, Nintendo Nintendo's just doing these random tweet drops, kind of like what just happened. Uh, just randomly, here's a brand new trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which shows off brand new gameplay, uh, the battle system for the first time. Uh, looks Everything looks phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But then... Then they surprise us in, in a year where we really expected more delays. I mean, we just had Breath of the Wild 2 delayed. Uh, they're like, no, you're not getting it in September of this year. You're getting it in July of this year. Uh, what? Like, <laughs> you pushed this up? Monolith Soft made this massive MMO-style like open-world, amazing-looking RPG, 100-hour RPG, and had enough time to push it up because they were that far ahead. But the Breath of the Wild team, which is working off of the Breath of the Wild engine, which came out before Xenoblade 2, mind you, almost a whole year before Xenoblade 2, is delayed? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And to, to move a game up that much, like... In, in a world where we have uh, games move or movies moving back, games moving back, delayed all the time, and all of a sudden, like, was this like six, eight weeks, something like that, moved up? That's it was September to July, so it's more than that. It's over two months, almost two months. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. So yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys think uh, as well. I I think it's uh, I mean it's it's always exciting. I hope. I guess, like we were just talking about with the Mario movie um, and alluded to any other games, I hope that this doesn't mean it's rushed in any way. I doubt it would be. Um, that would seem very surprising um, at all. Maybe they saw they had a hole and like, well, let's move this game up. It's not quite ready yet. That doesn't sound like Nintendo. It doesn't sound like Monolith Soft either. So no. I don't know. Like I, My guess is Xenoblade 2 came out in... December of 2017 and Torna came out like I think September or October-ish of 2018. So they've been working on this game since Torna. I feel Definitive Edition and Future Connected were done by a smaller team inside Monolith that wasn't the main team. Uh, That would be super impressive if they did this since Definitive Edition. But, uh, you know, so 2018 till now, you're looking at four years uh, Breath of the Wild was March of 2017. And let's be real, Breath of the Wild was probably done in 2016. They just pushed it back for the Switch launch. Um, mm-hmm. What were they doing for seven years, six, seven years now? 
um, what what are we doing with this? And it's using the same engine. And, and yes, Xenoblade 3 definitely looks like it's using the Xenoblade 2 engine that's been enhanced and updated. Um, but still, they, they changed up so much just looking at the battle system and the whole morphing the characters together. I love that. That was done in like Tales of Zestaria. And I know some people don't like Zestaria. I enjoyed it. But that was part of the battle system where you had two characters together or you can armatize and turn them into one character. Uh, I like the fact that you get six party members or you can turn them into three more powerful party members. And you can really, you know, use that strategy to change on the fly. Uh, I think that's really a neat system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Greg, I'm interested from what you've seen so far. Is this uh, is this enough to, to push you into Xenoblade? It certainly seems like it's worth like a play. I mean, um, like I could try to like rent it if I don't know if I'll enjoy it just based on the history I have with it. But it, I know like the combat seems to change like better since like the first game. And I know I still need to give like the second one like a proper shot, but I was like kind of contemplating like reserving it from like a library or something to just try to get a little bit of play like on the second one just to see if it's changed enough in the direction that I need it to go to be more enjoyable. But totally uh, different system, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, I point out in the podcast, I'm not really the best at the live action battle sequences, especially involving combos and like timing stuff with other like teammates and stuff. So that was my major problem with the first game. And so unless it's going to like final fantasy turn-based combat, then it would actually be wonderful if they could implement that. But obviously I don't think any of the fans would appreciate that in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely uh two's combat. The, the combos are so much simpler because all you have to do is push ZR or LR, and they pops up on the screen when to push it. And your AI is smart enough. So, like, if you do fire, and it's like, oh, well, that I don't remember what that combos with. So let's combos with lightning. You'll see one of your partners switch to a lightning blade if they have it, like, ready to go. Like, the AI will automatically switch to what combos uh, you can do. So that's something you don't even have to worry about. Like, it's all auto-done for you. And mm -hmm. once you figure out some good combos, it's great, and it doesn't take long. I will say the battle system is significantly slower to start off with because you have auto attacks that build up your skills. Um, so it's it's very slow at the start. However, through like skill trees, you get the ability to automatically have your skills ready to go at the start. So once you start having that, you just come into battles full blazing and and swapping. And and the cool thing is, is you do your three combos or three moves with your blade, you swap to another blade, and their moves are ready. And you can just constantly peg at the enemies and get them down. And uh, three's combat looks like it's evolved from Torna, because Torna was an evolution of twos. And this looks like a, a further evolution. And with the, the combining, uh, that's going to add some new layers of strategy. And, and like I, Nintendo's been like releasing little videos and information about it. Like one of them is the attacker, like the main character is like an attacker combo. One of them's a tank and one of them's like a healer. Um, so you get the the pretty much the standard, you know, RPG trifecta of tank, dealer, DPS, uh, DPS, healer, and all that stuff. So I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how they do. It also kind of gives off like Pacific Rim vibes, if you've ever mm -hmm. seen Pacific Rim, with the two piloting in sync with into one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that could be some really interesting uh, mechanics and, and definitely some interesting story around that. 
That's cool. Um, Barry, tell us about this, uh, the special edition a little bit. Um, what, what comes in that? Oh. And, uh, yeah, are you, are you excited about it? Is this, cause you know, I'm special always... editions, we're going to spoiler, we're going to talk about another one. It's a little, little convoluted a little bit later in the episode. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm always one? a fan of special editions, uh, especially physical special editions. Uh, this seems to be the very first Nintendo of America published special edition where you're getting the game and the soundtrack. Of course, that's what it shows in the picture. That could also not be the case because every other special edition that Nintendo has put out that came with the Steelbook, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Super Smash Brothers, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, all of those, you just got the game. Metroid uh, Dread as well. You just got the game in the Steelbook. You didn't get the actual case. Where Europe and Japan, you get both the case and the Steelbook, like most other companies. So it's interesting to see what they'll do. And you also get an art book. Uh, which they've all come with art books. The art books are always beautiful and great. What worries me, however, is this is going to be the first time Nintendo is putting out a game only on the My Nintendo store, the brand new store they launched. Mm. Now, I'm having PTSD about Hyrule Warriors Special Edition and Mario Kart 8 Special Edition, having 500 copies mm. only in Nintendo New York for all of North America because that's that's about the amount of people that would want those games. Um so I'm really hoping it's not like that. I really hope they put limits. I hope it's not like, oh, it's up and it's sold out. And sorry, we, we only made a thousand copies. Sorry. Uh, we didn't think there was going to be demand. I hope they do like an open pre-order, which would be the smartest thing they can do because they produce everything. See what their pre-orders are and then print, you know, up round up to the next thousand um, and go from there. I think that would make the most people happy and let everybody get a chance at this. Um, what I do hope is that it does go well. And then they start to say, hey, we could take some of these smaller titles like the Famicom Detective Club games, do a two-pack and make a physical in America because they did in Japan and make it a My Nintendo Store exclusive because they don't need to pay retailers or, or need to, to give any money to that. And they could do an open pre-order type system and print on demand. Uh, I hope they do that and get some more of their catalog uh, out there physically. Yeah. That's true. Um, Roth said that uh, Skyward Sword Wii actually had the the 25th anniversary CD um, in that. And shout out to Roth. I know he was at uh, PAX East this last week. If you haven't yeah. checked out uh, his videos and stuff, he did a really cool job covering uh, PAX East. So be sure to check out it his had stuff. The, it had the soundtrack. I'm talking Steelbook. Ah, okay. I'm talking literally um, the, the, the Skyward Sword on Wii had uh, the soundtrack as a bonus. Mm. But I'm saying on the Switch, anyone in North America that came with the Steelbook only came with the steelbook it did not come with the actual retail case as well it Uh, came with other bonus stuff but if you you got like the super smash brothers with with the pro controller you got the pro controller and you got the steelbook for smash you know if you did the metroid dread with the big beautiful you know shiny box same thing well everything from nintendo of america is like that versus europe nintendo of europe gets a lot of steelbooks we don't Hmm. They've had steelbooks for Luigi's Mansion 3, that's Glow in the Dark, Mario Maker 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 1. They did Pokemon. All the Pokemons have had steelbooks, including Legends Arceus, um, uh, Let's Go, and in Sword and Shield, they had individual ones. Shining Pearl uh, had one as well. There's so many European exclusive. uh, Damon X Machina, which Nintendo published, got one. Uh, Nintendo of Europe is like here. Uh, Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury got one. Uh, and, and Nintendo of America is like, we're going to be very stingy with them. And when we do, we're not even going to give you a retail case, something that costs <laughs> us mere cents. You're not going to get it. Ha! It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And now that I, now that I think about it, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And 
Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, which, you know, doesn't bother me as much because I'm not a collector um, of, of that kind of thing. But for collectors, I could see how that would really be it's, a pain in the butt. It's weird because it's not across the board. If it was yeah. like that across every, every region of Nintendo, it'd right. be one thing. So you get to import Nintendo everything. Nintendo America the only one. But yeah, well, I, I've had to import a lot of Steelbooks yeah. because Nintendo of America refuses to give it to us. <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like, come on. Again, if you if, if this, this works on my Nintendo and they start using their store wisely, they could give us a lot of exclusive stuff that they should because, again, open pre-order. Just put in open pre-order. Let people order it. If they miss the window, they miss the window, but they're producing it themselves, and there's no overhead. So if they sell... You know, um, you know, let's say five hundred thousand. They print five hundred thousand, and they immediately ship them once they're done. There's no, there's no stock. You know, there's no warehouse fees. They don't have to deal with any of that. It's not taking up any room, and they make customers happy. And you know what? If they put it out and it sells three thousand, then they print five thousand cent, or they that's their own minimums. They could probably just print three thousand and screw their own minimums, <laughs> true. and and print it out and send it out and say, okay, well, we're not going to do this genre again, but. Or even put a caveat, we need to sell at least 5,000 of them. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you if it's a Nintendo first-party IP, it's going to sell more than 5,000 units. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised with the Mario Kart 8 thing because that really was awful. I was That was like one that I would have gotten had it wasn't like New York exclusive. Like, mm. It wasn't yeah. even the fact that it was New York exclusive. It was that it was 500. If it was New York <laughs> exclusive and they had a million of them, I would be fine. You could at least buy them online. Right. But it was 500 copies for all. And it's North America. It's not even the U.S. Mexico and Canada included. And the same with Hyrule Warriors. Because Zelda and Mario Kart are two of Nintendo's tiniest franchises. And clearly no one plays in, those in games. this entire continent. I mean, you're talking an entire continent of people. <laughs> one of the most populated continents in the world <laughs> not the most but one of them and 500 copies that's it that's it <laughs> i mean to be fair wii u wasn't exactly a switch machine or a wii it was, it was wii a drastic difference between the sales of oh. that one. 500 but, is yeah, yeah I, I, I could I, see a limited yeah, amount but 500 yeah, yeah that's definitely <laughs> i I'm not saying the number is not right, but I'm just saying like the, yeah. they don't need to produce like a million copies of the game if only like 500 Wii U's you know are what, sold. But. What they could have done is they could have done a pre-order. They could have contacted GameStop, Walmart, Target, whatever, and said, we're going to give you one week to take pre-orders and let everybody know you have one week to take pre-orders and then close them off. And everybody give us the numbers and everybody send them the numbers and they, they get, you know, let's say they get 20,000 pre-orders. Okay, well, then they print 20,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, Nintendo doesn't sell things at a loss except for the 3DS at the very start when they had to drop the price. Everything they've sold historically has been for profit. So these games are going to be sold for profit. So no matter what the number is, they're making money. So they should do it. Because <laughs> that's what businesses are out there to do is to make money. <laughs> Did you know Nintendo doesn't like making money? Though? They don't like money. Sometimes they actually don't. I, I <laughs> fully believe. Look at Operation Rainfall, right? We had to beg, beg for Xenoblade Chronicles. They, they thought so little of it that they gave us the English, as in European English, translation and then the vocals and all that, the dub. And they wouldn't even pay to do it themselves in Nintendo of America. And now look, Xenoblade's millions millions of copies sold. It's one of their, you know, tentpole games, especially on the Switch. It's doing exceptionally well. And we had to beg for it. 
they didn't even want to give it a chance. We had to flat out beg for it. Yep. Yep. That's something we could probably talk about at a, at a future episode, um, too. Now that it, uh, Doug Bowser has been at the helm um, for a while, too, like, are we seeing increases and, and is it getting better or worse or that sort of thing from a Nintendo of America standpoint? We got too much to talk about tonight, but that just popped in my head. So maybe a future episode we can kind of kind of do a little bit of a analysis of, of where Nintendo of America is uh, compared to past years and and stuff like that, especially when it comes to, to things like that, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's take a shift from Xenoblade into Nintendo Switch Online. Um, so we've actually had, uh, several stories surrounding Nintendo Switch Online, uh, over this last couple of weeks, really over this last several days. Um, the first one that we're going to dig into is a rumor, rumor, rumor. I'm going to let, let it known, be known from the rooftops. This is a rumor. Uh, nothing has been confirmed yet, but if it is confirmed, uh, check one off of my predictions for 2022. Uh, um, and also 2021. Um, but uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, uh, ha- apparently there has been a, an emulator that has been found in the development kit for the Nintendo Switch. Um, there was a someone on, on Twitter named uh, Trash Bandicoot, Bandicoot. Um, and uh, yeah, basically said, so official... Game Boy Advance emulator for the Nintendo Switch just leaked. Now it's just a matter of time waiting on NSO to, to add GBA. Um, and yeah, there's lots of different games that were added to, uh, or at least seems like they were added to the uh, the list that could be coming out. Again, this is total rumor. Nintendo has since denied uh, the claims of all this. So we don't know if it's actually legit or if it's not so if you see it out there a lot of uh a lot of people have you know been claiming that it's that's faked um a lot of people are saying that it is true this is actually there um so until nintendo actually comes out or you see it yourself and you're able to like confirm it 100 percent, first let us know um and then uh secondly yeah then you know it's it's, it's actually real um but right now we're gonna still claim claim it as a rumor um but uh but yeah do you do you guys actually think this is going to happen is this legit and uh and if so um what games are you excited about playing on uh from from game boy from the game boy library the entire gba gbc gb uh library on Nintendo switch what do you think uh barry i mean i think we've all been expecting game boy to come to uh to NSO. I mean, we were expecting, you know, after the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, we're like, oh, Game Boy Classic's next. Game Boy N64, one of the two, and neither came. Uh, so I think we were all expecting Game Boy to uh, to follow on this. And I think, I know I was, and I'm sure many others, when they announced the N64, and like, oh, one more thing, we were all like, oh, here comes Game Boy. And we were all surprised by the Genesis because we didn't expect that. We expected Game Boy. So, Yes, I do expect there to be a Game Boy. Uh, I, I really hope that it's added to the expansion pack and, and they don't raise the price. Uh, it would be great if they added it to the base model, but I don't see them doing that with the expansion pack. Um, but at least if they add it to expansion pack without raising the price, I think that would be very good. Uh, as for games, there's so many great you know games on those systems. Uh, I would love to go back and like replay like Golden Sun uh, mm. 1 and 2. Uh, definitely doing stuff like Lunar Legend, even though it's not as good as the the base Lunar. It's just a great RPG. Uh, the 
you know, Dragon Quest one to to three was on the Game Boy, and Game Boy Color. Dragon Quest Monsters, which which I loved as a kid, and I never got to play the second one. Uh, we'll probably go back and and try those out. Uh, you know, there's just so many great. Oh God, if they put the Mega Man games, Mega Man Five. Mm. Mega Man 5 is the best Mega Man game that people have not played. It's so good, and it's completely original on the Game Boy, and it's never been brought anywhere else. The Mega Man Mania for Game Boy Advance never came out. It was canceled. Uh, That one for sure. And probably Castlevanias if those go. I know, Mm. I think two of them are on the Castlevania collection for the the Switch, but there's the third one, Castlevania Legends. Uh, I'd like to see that get there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's there's so many games and I know for for people that are, you know, into preserving uh gaming culture and gaming history and everything, some, something like this actually takes us some good steps in the future. I mean, it's not your your hardware that you can put on the shelf and all that sort of thing, but it's it's a step in the right direction if you do keep getting this kind of thing. Um and uh gives people the opportunity to play games that uh, you know, um maybe they would never have you know, before I, I was just talking to, uh, stopped at a seven 11 on my way home today and was talking to the lady there and she saw my shirt and she's like, Oh yeah, I've been meaning to get an N64. I was like, uh, you know, you can go get one, but I was like, do you have a switch? It was like, cause they just added, you know, N64 games to the, the online there. And she's like, Oh no, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's another way to play those games. And, uh, it's kind of like, you know, best of both worlds. If you, you know, have only have money to get one system, kind of get the to be able to do that not that it's the greatest experience for ncc4 um but it is uh is an option though for uh for people um greg when you think about this uh this rumor first do you think it has any any legs there or and uh and then secondly um what would you be excited to play it's really difficult to see if there is any legs on it because like, obviously like the there was like the hack for like the or the leak or whatever for like, nintendo's working on like the new like Switch Pro or whatever, like from NVIDIA. And it's kind of hard to say, like, what is, like, fact and fiction. So, like, even, like, with this, like, they're obviously always looking to expand, like, their systems. Like, we've been begging for GameCube games, and we still haven't really got any formal GameCube emulator. But, like, I think it was, wasn't, like, when the Switch, like, initially launched, like, they had found, like, the NES emulator, which obviously eventually came to be true. But I thought, like, the, that golf, the original golf game was, Mm. like, kind of buried in the code or something like that and you can access it by doing some sort of easter egg kind of thing or whatever I think it was birthday or something like that you had yeah put in the it's, it had to something that. to do with with awada i think though yeah yeah, yeah maybe it was awada yeah Awada's yeah. birthday yeah so like there could be like an update to the ex- expansion pack but i mean even with like one of the stories that's coming up with they're adding more dlc to it like are they really going to add a whole another system without creating another tier and that would really really stink especially since the service is not the best to begin with so like the service has technically changed since before they started charging for it like they haven't really don't have dedicated servers they haven't removed <laughs> like lag and whatnot and some games are a lot harder to play online mm. and i don't yeah I think adding more onto the fire really does a whole lot of stuff there i mean mm. Oh. Yeah, just to be clear, you're you're talking the the online service itself. So even though we have more features, being able to play more games and all that stuff, you're talking like we still have crappy online experience, basically. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, 
I mean, if they actually are going to be improving the, the other aspects of it, then yes, I would be very welcome to have more councils and other things. But I really think the other libraries need to be ironed out a little bit more as well. So like the NES library is still lacking a lot of stuff that's been on previous virtual council services. And so that includes both uh, 64 and uh, Super Nintendo along with NES. There was so many more games that were on the previous virtual console offerings that haven't made their way over. So mm-hmm. would rather prefer was, they focus on that. There was that leak of like N64 titles um, with like a, a whole list of titles with a lot of blanks in there. So I'm fairly certain plenty more N64 games are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think there was like perfect dark and some other ones that you wouldn't even think that would ever see the light of day in N64 or whatever, but yeah, never really there. That's true. You know, the, the, something that I saw the other day, I can't remember if it was in our discord or, or somewhere else where I was seeing it, but, uh, I didn't realize how small the N64 library was in comparison to the other consoles. Um, and when I started thinking about it, I'm like, Oh, that's like my own collection of N64 games is the least I owned of any other console. And, uh, except for GBA and, um, which is funny, we're talking about that. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to pick from as well. I mean, there's, there's quality games out there, but I think that's another reason why we have such a low number of N64 games that could potentially be on there. Cause the library was just considerably smaller. Well, you have to remember when the N64 came out, it was significantly harder to develop for than the Saturn or the PlayStation with the cartridges. A lot of third parties completely left Nintendo like Square and the N64 survived on Nintendo's first party offerings and Rare's second party offerings for the most part uh, with some exclusives here or there, of course. Um, and I, you know, in high school, I, it was the greatest system for me because you know, we didn't have a lot of money uh, you know, not really working or going to school. So you could pretty much get, you know, the next big game on a birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah or something like that. Like, you know, some kind of holiday or, or even if you said, Hey, look, this is my next game for the next couple of months. You can kind of weasel that out of your parents because that was it. You got these big <laughs> tentpole games and there was very little else for the rest of the month or to the next tentpole game. There were games, of course, but a lot of them were either lower quality or, you know, just worse ports than were on PlayStation. And if you didn't have any other system, the N64 was not the best library overall. And it definitely probably the library that aged the least or, or the worst, you know, like it's, mm. it's aged like terribly. It's, it's, oh, uh, but yeah. it's, that's, that's what makes sense. And if you take Rare out of the equation, because Rare is now Microsoft and yes, Banjo Kazooie is there. And let's hope that that's the rule and not the exception. What do you got? You, Nintendo's first-party offerings can only carry so far, and then you got to deal with third-party. Now, that being said, there are some amazing exclusive third-party titles like Ogre Battle 64. Get that game on there. Harvest Moon 64. Get that game on there. Those games are amazing, amazing titles. Uh, people need to play them. Get them on there. Uh, you know, there's a game that I know a lot of people didn't go crazy for, but I liked Hybrid Heaven from Konami. It was like a fighting RPG. Uh, really, really like mature style looked great um and and, you know things like that like get those lesser known games iggy's wrecking ball snowboard kids one and two there were some uh mischief makers there are some fantastic Mm -hmm. gems on this system let's get them on there 
but there's a reason it's it's always going to be the the smallest library. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the PlayStation library, you look at the Saturn library, you look at the N64 library from that generation. PlayStation dwarfs the other two combined. I think N64 then overtakes Saturn in America. In Japan, Saturn dwarfs N64. Saturn was only alive from 95 until 98, and early 98 when it was killed till the Dreamcast. Sega had nothing. The N64 was alive from 96 until 2001. So that says something. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And a lot of those, uh, a lot of their their top quality first first party games have already been remade or uh, already available in some some form or fashion yeah. already on Switch or uh, you know other other ways to play it. So yeah, be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I I'm thinking that I, I don't have any reason to believe it's not true. This rumor. And, uh, and honestly, like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I've, I've been predicted in the last couple of years because it makes a lot of sense to bring the, all the Game Boy lineup over. And, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some quality games. I didn't, I didn't get into much of the GBA games. Um, but, uh, but I had a lot of Game Boy games. Um, and some of those, you know, need to just, you know, survive on the Game Boy. They're just nothing but nostalgia. But there's other games that really would be cool to play again or um, have available for a new younger audience that never got their hands on it before. Um, so Yeah, like hopefully. definitely like the Oracle games from the Game Boy uh, library would be fantastic to have because I feel like those are like, some of the hardest like ones to port over. Like, mm. are, get, don't really see as much love as like other Zelda games. Um mm-hmm. I definitely just think that the Metroid games deserve to come off of there, like Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission. I think that would be excellent to have, just seeing just how well like Dread's been. So like, there's definitely some really good gems in that library that can be easily be moved over. I mean, I think all of those are pretty much on like either like 3DS or like Wii U Virtual Console right now. So like, hopefully they can get a good list from those already hey. started. You know what? How about this? You know how Pokemon Home is closing. How about they bring the Pokemon games from Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance on there, connect it to the Pokemon Bank or whatever. Maybe the bank's closing and Home is not. Whatever one's not closing, it connects to. And then Mm -hmm. those can go into Sword Shield, Legends, Let's Go, uh, Violet and Scarlet, and all that stuff, and allow people to bring those. Like That prints money. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if only I could hook up my original blue cartridge and get those same Pokemon over. You can. <laughs> well, I guess technically I could if I wanted to you convoluted. You have to like daisy chain yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. And then I also had to pay money. And I'm like, is that really worth yeah. it? Because I really don't even play the newest Pokemon. And yeah. But it'd just but, be fun to have. That, that would be a big big yeah. feature because i remember when they went to the vert like they released for the anniversary on the 3ds they did red blue and and yellow and that was a big thing you could bring them into the 3ds mm-hmm. games and now with pokemon i think it's bank is the one that's closing yeah um they, it's closed on closing on the 3ds that was one of the ways people were transferring those things so everything now on the 3ds is now going to be locked in bank which is gone you can't connect it to the new games so how are you going to bring those games over to, to the new one with home well Here's a solution. And you want to play them? You got to sign up for NSO expansion pack. There you go. Oh, and if the expansion pack includes home, there you go. Ooh, even better. Mm-hmm. I like that. I see where mm-hmm. you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'd finally have home cause I've never paid, paid for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then here's the new cost of the expansion pack. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you know, honestly, if they keep throwing all that stuff in, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Before we jump into that, though, let's talk about the new games that were added to NSO. Um, three new Genesis games that, uh, you know, Barry was talking about, just shadow dropping things. Nintendo's been shadow dropping stuff like crazy. And uh, we got Shining Force 2, Sonic Spinball, and Space Harrier 2 all added to uh, the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. Um, and so, yeah, three brand new Genesis games. The the console that totally shocked us um, when they said they were including it in the expansion pack because we never saw that happening. Uh, but it has happened, and uh, we've got several games already uh, out for Genesis, but now you can play Space Harrier 2, Shining Force 2, and Sonic Spinball. Uh, so what do you guys think about this? Have you got a chance to, to play any of these? Are you excited to play any of these? Does it add to the, the, the value of having Genesis on there? Um, Greg, let's go to you first. Um, well, I did just open up the Genesis pack for the first time this weekend. Um, I've not really played like previous, like Genesis games, like much at all. I never had a Sega Genesis, like the original console, um, so I had played like Sonic games and maybe a few multiplayer ones like at a friend's house at points, but most of these games I've actually never heard of. Um, so, I mean, I'll probably at least be checking out like this Sonic Spinball. That sounds like it would be like a lot more fun as it's a Sonic game. Um, but that's my limited knowledge of Genesis. It's kind of hard to <laughs> know like what stuff is good and what stuff is not. So, I mean, I find this very, pretty funny because Shining Force is to Sega what Fire Emblem was to Nintendo. Like, Shining Force is literally Sega's answer to to Fire Emblem. So, since you love Fire Emblem, you will most likely love Shining Force. What timing? Because I'll be hoping to dive back into Fire Emblem too. So, like, so that's going to be every go nice. great to go along with it. But, yeah, go. I did... I mean, even just playing, like, the verses on the Sonic 2, like, there was considerable lag. I mean, it wasn't even online. It was just, like, local, just playing local, like, two players. There was some significant, like, lag and slowdown, like, mm. just having, like, me and my daughter playing. So I really hope that they're increasing the quality on some of these games. You know, like, like, controller lag, on. like, input lag, or, like, uh, frame, frame, like frame show slowdown? Frame slowdown. Interesting. They're just uh, emulating what it was like on the original console. <laughs> That's what I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it almost feels like I'm playing on like a CRTV or something. Yeah. Like, but it's yeah, good. I mean, I be. really hope they the quality is gets heightened or they look at fixing it because it. <laughs> right now, I don't think it's expansion pass worthy if it's like. Mm. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like game breaking bugs in the N64 games. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say of these three games, um, honestly, Sonic Spinball is the one that I'm most excited about. Um, Space Harrier, I think, was, in my opinion, at the time, was probably a cool thing. Um, but I don't know if it really held up over time, uh, my opinion. Um, <laughs> but uh, Shining Force 2 is probably the the strongest of them. I'm just not into that genre. Um, but my guess is probably the, the strongest of the three. Um, but I'm always up for a good pinball game and uh i know lunchbox is talking about i think it was or 
someone was talking about um yeah uh, about uh gba being a great place for pinball games and i actually yeah um pinball was one of the, the genres of games that i played the most on the uh, on my gba that and uh mario kart because that was awesome to be able to take it on the go to play revenge of the gator on the game i room? didn't oh, great oh. pinball game i, oh, I think maybe. that was made by how maybe oh okay Maybe that maybe that'll come to the uh, to the NSO when it comes when it comes out. But Barry, what do you think about these uh, these ones? The weird thing about these three games is that all three of these games are already included on the Sega Genesis collection that you could download digitally or purchase physically. So it's kind of weird that they haven't gone past that roster yet. It's already available on the system. It's like, come on, give us more. Like these three games are fine. Give us more. Uh, I'm wondering if Sonic Spinball was added because it's not going to be included in Origins, which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> um, Shining Force Two is a classic. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not big into strategy role-playing games, you know, anymore. But uh, it was absolutely blast back in the Genesis when I did play it. And I never played Space Harrier Two, or just the first one. But I've heard the second one lags like crazy on the Genesis. Mm. So if it lagged then, I'm sure it's gonna lag here now. So well, if Greg's having that experience, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not giving me high hopes for like <laughs> newer games. I mean, I'm yeah. using an internet connection. It's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, let's uh, let's also jump in. We we also had some more Nintendo Switch online news. Uh, and we found out that yet another game's DLC is going to be added to the expansion pack, and that is Splatoon 2. That's the Octo expansion that uh, probably a lot of people, maybe not tons, but some people have already uh, purchased. I know Greg was one of them. Uh, but now you can get that entire expansion pack, uh, in, or sorry, DLC pack included with the Nintendo Switch expansion pack. So that adds to the value uh, of the expansion packs. And not only are you getting the N64 games, the Genesis games, you're getting the Animal Crossing DLC, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC. Now you're getting Splatoon 2 DLC, um, potentially Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games in the future. Um, and so, you know, we're not going to necessarily talk about the expansion pack, but what I'd love to know is I want to know your guys' thoughts on Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pack is the value getting there? I know, Greg, you you alluded to earlier, like the 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 increase of the the what you get with that your your money is definitely. I think we can all agree that the value just keeps going up for that. But is it enough to, you know, pay that much when online is still so so for most games? So your experience itself is only so so. Like, what is the value there? Should people actually, you know, be purchasing Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pack, um, especially now with all these latest additions and potentially more? I mean, Barry, I know you said this is what they what they should be doing is keep adding more and more DLC. This one is a past DLC, not a future DLC. Um, but it seems like they're kind of going down that road that you were talking about. So, Barry, what do you think about uh, the value here? I, I'm happy. I'm happy to see them do this because this was something I, I suggested that they do uh, when they first showed off Animal Crossing. It's like, like it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned, especially with older games. Uh, you know, the people who really want them, the, those, those DLC have already got it. So this is just icing on the cake, and it almost feels like icing on the cake 
during a down period, right? They just added Mario Kart. That's something new. They don't have any new DLC coming out right away to add. So let's add older DLC so we can kind of keep up in the value. Probably subscribers were down. I'm like, oh, the subscribers down. How do we do it? Let's throw some old DLC. Um, this also came, what we're, we're, we're going to talk about next, um, it came right before uh, what else they announced. Uh, so it makes sense, and it makes me wonder, like, will we get Breath of the Wild DLC before Breath of the Wild 2 drops? And will we get, you know, any other type of DLC pack like that? Uh, you know, will Pokemon, next, before Scarlet and Violet, will the Sword and Shield uh, Battle Pass or whatever go? Uh, I hope so. I think that just adds more value. And I know some people may not have purchased. Like, I probably wouldn't have purchased the Animal Crossing DLC, but I got it. You know, Mario Kart's DLC, I probably wouldn't have purchased it until it was done. Like at the end, let me go ahead. I don't need to race a few things, but I have it for free now. So of course I'm gonna to experience it and give it a try. Uh, Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers. You know they could put the DLC packs, you know, uh, there. So I'd like to see them continue to do this. Um, overall, I, th I think it's a smart move. Uh, I do agree with Greg that the you know performance of the online play should be priority, and I think people will be happy about that. But that has to be part of the base model. That can't be part of the expansion pack because that will really piss people off. But I'm happy to see them constantly adding things. Uh, so if they add new systems, they are constantly adding new games to that and new DLC without. And the most important thing is they can't raise the price. Mm -hmm. So for those of that felt the expansion pass was worth jumping in at launch, it's definitely worth it at this point. And if you said there's, it's too lean when it came out, do they wanted more? At this point, I hope they're starting to think and say, well, there's been a lot of N64 and Genesis games added since. They've got, you know, Animal Crossing was there at the start, but now you got Mario Kart, and now you got Splatoon 2. Maybe now it's starting to be more worthwhile. And if they add GBA and Game Boy and Game Boy Color, uh, hopefully that would, you know, help as well. Because it's all about value. We, you know, as consumers, we should get value with everything we purchase. Mm -hmm. And and what's what's valuable to one person may not be valuable to another. You know, someone said, I don't want to play the N64, the Genesis games, I don't care. There's no value there. But now they're like, oh, Mario Kart I love. Or, oh, you know, Splatoon 2, I never picked that up. Maybe for those, it's worth it. And you know what? If a lot of people will play a game, right, they'll beat the game, and then they'll put the game down and probably never play it again. This is why we have trade-ins. This is why people do this kind of thing. That's fine. DLC, it's the same thing. People purchase DLC and then they beat it and they usually don't play it again for the majority, of, uh, especially if it's single player stuff. So this could be a great way for people to rent DLC. Hey, let me get a year or even just a, a month of Nintendo Switch expansion pack, play the DLC and it's cheaper and then put it away and they get the other stuff as well, the other benefits. Yeah, that's true. Now, Greg, you, you shared some thoughts on it earlier. Any any further thoughts that you want to share around uh, NSO so far? Yeah, I was pretty much kind of agreeing with Barry. I really think that the past DLC would make great content for it, like especially the Smash Brothers one. Like, I don't want to have to buy two copies of it, one for my daughter and one for me. Mm. I'd much rather like the Fighter Pass be part of the service. And mm. I was kind of hoping that they would add in past DLC, but now that there's a precedence with Splatoon, there's now there that could be a future consideration. I mean, I don't know like how long they would wait before they would like add it in. Like, would it be like an E3 announcement, like around E3, like when we would have had it this year, or would it be something like this holiday? I mean, I don't know. It would be great to see more value just being added in mm. to it with other DLCs that, 
they've released. Mm. Um, I mean, I've never purchased the Fire Emblem DLC, so that would be great to have like the Three Houses DLC to be part of it as well. I would be much more tempted to want to maintain it just to be able to play through it and enjoy that DLC. I'm not usually one to dive like super deep into like DLC for the most part, but when it's when I see the value of it and it's worth it, then I get it. Like the Breath of the Wild DLC, that was a no-brainer. I knew I was going to be playing that game for more than just like a few months. Like that's easily one of my highest logged hours, number of hours in a game on the Switch. Mm. So so if we're talking about putting out DLC, older DLC, uh, with the announcement or release of a newer game, uh, it wouldn't surprise me in prediction for E3 if they announced that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 season pass DLC, possibly including Torna, because Torna was part of that season pass, but even without Torna, all that stuff is added as a free bonus because Xenoblade Chronicles 3 will be coming out so soon <laughs> uh, to get people, hey, you know what, you played Xenoblade <clears throat> 2 or maybe you didn't, mm-hmm. here's some added DLC. And if Torna is included in that, that's huge because that's a full game. Oh, but yeah. I, that's why I can kind of see them not doing Torna. But the, but the DLC, the season pass, added a bunch of new modes, uh, new game plus, a bunch of new quests, new blades, a bunch of items. Um, so I can see at least that going there for free. It's true. And Torna is discontinued now, like it's in terms of yes, physical, of right? So yeah, yeah, out of print. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that I love what you brought up though, Greg. Like I never thought about the family pack idea though. Like if you do have it, you can buy a family pass for Nintendo Switch Online, but for the DLC, you have to buy those individually. But to have that for your entire family, like that value is all of a sudden multiplying in terms of like, you know, what you're getting out of that. That's that was a really cool thought that I, I hadn't thought about yet. Yeah, like yeah, the, Animal Crossing was, yeah the Animal Crossing was more than enough just to get it because she was super into Animal Crossing. That was like, well, I'm this is my first Animal Crossing thing. I don't have to have it, but I would gladly play it if I'm getting it as part of the value of it. So mm-hmm. As soon as like Mario Kart was being added on, I'm like, now this is definitely really worth it for us because she's also super into Mario Kart. Mm. And I mean, I did say we played some Splatoon 2 matches and now she'll actually want to play the DLC because I think she's like seen previous trailers or seen other people being like Octolings and whatever in their game. And now she'll be able to play through the Octoling expansion. So like that was one of the things that she didn't like being separated off of my Switch console and not having... <laughs> DLC. So um, I think for games that you can play multiplayer, it's definitely the DLC is much more value to have it as part of the expansion pack. Like, I mean, Breath of the Wild is a solo experience, so not as much value getting multiple family members to play it. But like games like Mario Kart, that's that's just gangbusters right there. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're as long as you're getting two or more people on like their own Switch and being able to just share that DLC and not having to spend $75 for three copies of the DLC. That's significant right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, talking about Splatoon 2 and uh, the DLC coming out, we also got some information about Splatoon 3. So Greg, tell us about that. Yeah. So with like the announcement of uh, Xenoblade getting pushed up, like we actually got like the, a similar announcement where Splatoon 3 now has an official launch date. And that is right in that September timeframe being September 9th of 2022. So the third entry is just got its official re- release date. And it's like pretty much just right towards that 
end of that summer window that they were previously uh, revealed it for. So they released a new trailer that has some of the new uh, the Turf War gameplay. They showed off like a new stage like the E-Tail Alley. There's some new weapons like the Stinger and a bow-shaped weapon that you can like sling ink sideways and vertically. There's like a spider tank special of sorts with a grappling hook. So you definitely check out like the trailer that we have posted. And I don't know, do you guys uh, be picking up Splatoon 3 when it comes out? I think, I, I think I'll pick it up. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was really excited about Splatoon 1 and I was pretty excited about Splatoon 2 um, and played it considerably less. Um, I played it a lot when it first came out, but after that, it's been, I, I've, I, yeah, it didn't have a long shelf life for me. I mean, actually it's set on the shelf more, but anyway, um, and, uh, yeah, so Splatoon three, I, I don't know. I, 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 the jury's still out on this for me, but, um, you know, it's, it's cool. And, uh, it totally made sense when people were speculating a lot, like you said, like, oh, now the Xenoblade's moved up, there's a window there. And of course, yeah, Splatoon 3 uh, took that window. So, um, and it's actually coming out at my mom's birthday. So I won't get it for her. She, she wouldn't play it, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. She with some ink. What are you yeah. About? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still on the fence. I don't know. Like the Jake's are talking about the salmon run mode. I do like that concept and if it's in the game more than it was but for for splatoon 2 then that could get me to convince but i don't know i'm still on the fence what do you think barry i mean am i gonna get it yes (laughs) you get um i'm gonna get it um am i gonna play it probably not i never played splatoon 2 i i did play a lot of splatoon 1 um i went through the whole story i loved loved the story i loved the the challenge of the platforming and especially the final boss was really cool he used the amiibo, did like the amiibo challenges where you'd use like the paint roller in certain stages and stuff. A lot of fun. But I kind of moved away from it. So by the time Splatoon 2 came out, it was, you know, summer 2017. And I was doing other things. I played ARMS instead. <laughs> I played more ARMS than, than Splatoon. And I was like, well, maybe I'll get to it. And that never happened because too many other games came out. So I think it looks great. I'm happy for those that love it. I love the music. I think Splatoon 3 music is, or, or any Splatoon music in general is just always really funky cool. But, uh, you know, it's not not a game I plan on jumping into. And I, I say plan because anything can happen. It's, it'll be September. But it's not mm-hmm. something I'm, I'm super hyped into, but it, I know a lot of people are. Yeah. I just absolutely love the story mode. So I'm... Mm. I usually go through and like just beat the story mode. I barely really play online. Like I'm still only like level seven on Splatoon two, and I probably didn't even get that high in Splatoon one. Just was more playing through the story modes, just because I think they were just very creatively done. Even though it's like, at least in the first game, it was more like an afterthought just to kind of get you to play the game. But like you said, like I like the <clears throat> angle they took with like DJ Oct- Octavian and such and how they kind of changed it up in Splatoon 2 with like the um, whatever the two girls are. I can just blank it on their names from Splatoon 1. Callie and Marie. Yeah, I- yeah, Callie and Marie, yeah. And how they were included in the story of Splatoon 2. That was really cool there. So I don't really know where they're going to be headed in Splatoon 3. And that's I'll be more looking to enjoy the story there. So 
I still have to beat the Acto expansion on Splatoon 2, but now I have more reasons to do so now that it's part of the pack and my daughter will want to play it and have time before September 9th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for me, I, I think I said this before, it, it totally made sense. I think when, when they moved from Splatoon 1 that was on Wii U, Splatoon 2 on Switch, that made sense to have a new game. I I think... I, I still would have wished they just updated and provided more DLC and more like enhancements to Splatoon two instead of releasing a brand new game. Like um because But it's more than that. There's the story. It's a whole brand new story. Right. But like I feel like they're they're I don't know. Maybe this time they are pushing the story a little bit more, but I feel like originally where where I saw them putting a lot of energy was actually in the esports scene. And that is totally apart from story. And so for me, if they want to in the esports, like to me, like those games do better if they have a longer life ahead of them. They just keep enhancing those games um, so that people can just keep getting better and better. New console makes new sen- more sense to release a new version like Smash Brothers. Um, but but yeah, maybe maybe they are realizing, hey, a lot of more people like Greg really enjoy the story. Therefore, we do need a, a full new version a new you know uh iteration of this game for a sequel um because of that but if well, it was remember just... the first trailer for splatoon 3 it was all story based it was like the you know in the desert people were like oh my is this open world splatoon what is this like that was that was a story driven opening of course it still showed like action and combat but mm-hmm. it was definitely focusing on the story so it is interesting then you know are they i don't know maybe they're just trying to push both sides now you know, maybe they... I mean, it, I mean, I could definitely see your point. It could easily just be like just called Splatoon, and they could just drop like story DLCs. I mean, the gameplay I can't imagine really changes that drastically between Splatoon one to two to three. I mean, obviously they have to do some tweaks for like the weapon adjustments and modifications, but I think for the most part, it's pretty much standardized, and yeah. they could really just do like more like octo expansions for a Splatoon game and just mm-hmm. dropping new pieces of the story like a mobile game would be. And yeah, that would be pretty much sufficient to pretty much have like a everlasting type game. Really? I'd, I remember I'd when Splatoon 2 was uh, you know first shown off and it was shown off in that very first NX video uh, when the switch was first shown off. Um, people thought it was Splatoon being ported hmm. to the switch and then when it was Splatoon 2 and people play, I was like, is this really Splatoon 2 or more like 1.5? Right. So, and which, you know, I get that. Yeah, it'd be totally okay. I, I think the biggest thing that, that I don't like is it's completely, I don't know. I think it's similar. You know, we've talked about this with Mario Kart, for instance. Do we need another Mario Kart? Just keep releasing more enhancements to it. We've kind of gotten the the deluxe version. It's called that. <laughs> um, same thing with Smash Brothers. Do we need a new version of Smash Brothers? Exactly. We just have Ultimate. We get Deluxe. We just give us this this you know version of Splatoon that has all the old levels in it, has the old weapons in it, and you just can kind of continue to build upon what you have already instead of releasing a brand new game that all of a sudden, oh man, the you know the the gun that I was used to using is no longer there, or it's been changed, or the the levels that I was wanting to play on are no longer there; they've been changed. I agree with you, Steve. But I also am 
fine with a brand new game as well, as long as nothing is removed, kind of yeah. deal. So Splatoon 3, brand new storyline, everything from Splatoon 1 and 2 brought over, plus new stuff. That's cool. Like Smash Brothers, if the next Smash Brothers is is like a trimmed down roster, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. Take the roster, take everything you have, bring it over, and then add new story mode, add new stages, add new characters. You already have a great base. Yeah. Now with Smash Brothers, I can see if they say, well, everyone's brought back, but this third party character in this one because of rights, that's fine. It, you know, it sucks, but I understand that. But but that's that's a different situation because you're dealing with rights. Um, bring everything back. You have a working model. Make Mario Kart 9 have every course from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, including the booster pack courses, on top of at least 16 brand new courses. And do here's Mario Kart 9, here's the 16 courses you expect, and then here's everything else from Mario Kart 8. You just have everything in one shot. It's that that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and it's really hard to go. I mean, you're gonna if you don't do that, you're you are going to make the player base really ticked off. Like after adding so much that the game before it, and then you trim down the next version, yeah, they're gonna be upset. <laughs> unless now, here's the thing: unless they changed it, like if the next Smash Brothers was akin to like Street Fighter, for example, a 2D one-on-one, or maybe you had teams like three v three, but it's only one at a time, completely different format, then. I can absolutely see a more trimmed down roster because you're you're not able to carry everything over. But if it's the same gameplay that we, which it will be, no reason to cut that out. Yep. You already have you have the coatings already there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, let's uh, move on to our last uh, news story of today, and uh, yeah, it's a little. Uh, you know, we we're talking about some some other things being a little convoluted. Um, this one's a little convoluted. So, Barry, tell us all about the, uh, the Sonic Origins uh, <coughs> yes. thing. So, so, Sonic Origins was announced back at the Sonic anniversary event they did. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing back and remastering Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles and... Uh, CD. Uh, they 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 brought a brand new trailer with beautiful new animation. Uh, looks great. Everyone's excited about it. Uh, a, unfortunately, this is digital only, which kind of sucks. Um, B, you can you can choose your platform to pre-order it right now on their webpage, but the Switch for whatever reason is not included. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it is coming to Switch. But then they decided to give us one of these charts. These charts are used by other companies to show uh, here's all the different modes and different versions and all the things you get, trying to incentivize people to go for the highest uh, tier. Like, look at all the extra things you get. And I really, really, really want to believe that this chart is a giant troll because this chart is the most asinine chart that could be done. In fact, this chart is now getting mocked. Like, Devolver Digital is actually putting out um, their newest game. Uh, here's a chart, and here's all the things you get in all the modes and, and version, and there's only one version, and you get everything. Um, it's hilarious. So looking at the chart, you get the main game, which you get in the standard edition, which is great. Uh, then you get uh, 100 bonus coins, which is included with the pre-order, so if you pre-order it. Uh, mirror mode. Well, by the way, the 100 bonus coins is to unlock stuff. Um, which which you can earn in games anyway, so it's no big deal. Mirror mode, which is also unlockable in game, you unlock it instantly with a pre-order, but it's still unlockable in game. And then letterbox background, the actual background going letterbox, like that is a feature that's included with your pre-order. So the next thing over is the start dash pack, 
which is free DLC, uh, and it's included, uh, you know, as a pre-order. And it's just those three things. But you already said that in the first column with standard <laughs> edition. Why do you need a second edition or a second column to say the same thing? You don't. Convoluted as hell. Has to be a troll. So then we go to the premium fun pack. Premium fun. What comes in premium fun? You get hard missions. Missions unlock coins. Uh, think, you know, things to accomplish. Kill X amount of enemies. Stuff like that. Fine. You get that letterbox background again, even though you might have gotten it from pre-order. But we're going to give it to you again for, for reasons unknown. Then you're going to get the premium fun additional things of character animation in the main menu. Wow. That wow, okay. That's not in the main game. <laughs> That's not in the main game. That's extra. Um camera controls over the main menu islands. So like there's a picture of like Sonic 3 and Knuckles that shows Angel Island. You get to rotate it. Premium fun, Sega. Um then you get character animations during music islands. So I guess the sound test. Uh you get <laughs> character animations in the sound test as premium fun. Uh uh, oh, and like, like, oh, this is this is just crazy. This is what you call premium fun. Okay, that's coming soon. You can't even pre-order it. Then they have the classic music pack as an extra column with one thing: additional music tracks from the Genesis titles, or you could just go to YouTube and listen to the stuff. But that's an extra thing. But but we have finally the first different icon, the digital deluxe, which includes everything, every single thing. Now, all this exciting premium fun stuff, you would think, besides the fact that this whole chart is convoluted and, and stupid and completely trolly, you would think there would be maybe a big difference. But the truth is, is the standard edition is $40 and the digital deluxe is $45. So this entire chart is over $5, <laughs> which is so stupid. And it's like, what are you doing, Sega? You are so out of touch with everything. $5 for this. This has become a, a meme. People are laughing at Sega. I have to believe this is a troll. I have to believe they're just having fun. I hope so, because otherwise, this is the stupidest pre-order edition chart i've ever seen where yeah. they have to i mean it's supposed to be content having character animations on a menu is not premium fun no <laughs> no wow <laughs> well i guess when it's only a five dollar difference yeah I, I saw some other people that that like here's here's how the chart should have looked and it's basically just column one column four or five or whatever yeah. and that's it and then instead of included with pre-order it's just it's just the the rings, and that's it. Um, and they're yeah. all the same icons on it's, top, which yeah. doesn't make sense either. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, what do you think about all this? <laughs> I just laughed along with you guys. This is like, <laughs> as soon as like, here's a special feature: you can have character animations on your menu, and like, oh, you want camera controls over an island? Oh, <laughs> man, that five dollars is just gets me so much content <laughs> yeah at this point like why i mean honestly I, I was actually just thinking like why would you not spend the extra five dollars but the, now i'm looking at that list and going well i want to keep my five dollars <laughs> yeah. the only thing would be maybe the hard missions no but no nope. even that no. i'm not one to do that yep 
<laughs> dread mode came on on Metroid, and I was like, forget that. The game was hard enough yeah. already. <laughs> it really depends and, and on their it, definition of hard, if it would be worth it to me. Like, some hard missions are actually not too bad, but if it's like unlock dread mode, as Steve said, like, um, no, I don't need that. You can. <laughs> I'll keep well, my keep five dollars. You you keep that, right? <laughs> keep in mind if you pre-order the standard edition, you're also getting the hundred bonus coins, the mirror mode, and the letter background. So those are taken out of the five dollar thing anyway. And if you if you don't pre-order, uh, you're at least getting mirror mode, which you can unlock. But seriously, letterbox background? <laughs> why is that a feature? Why is that a what is that a feature that you should have to pay for or pre-order no. for? That is so stupid. When I thought, yeah, so they. So they're they're making all these games. They're they're wi- making them widescreen, right? So they're all well, sixteen they're by doing, nine. What they're doing is they're giving you like the, the original version, but then they actually went back and touched up and did graphical overhauls like Sonic Mania for all these games. Oh, uh, okay. Like they look amazing, and I want to give them money, but, but a both. there's no there's no physical. B yeah, you are getting both. B a lot of people feel forty dollars already is too expensive for these are all Genesis games, right? Sonic Two, the base Sonic Two is on uh, you know the NSO, you can get the Sega Genesis pack that has, you know, Sonic 1 and 2. Uh, you, Sonic CD. You, you know, can get Square. Sonic 1, 2, and I think 3 free on the iOS app store. Yeah. Like, so, it's it's easy to get those games for free. So for 40 bucks, people are like, even with this touch-up, this is a lot to swallow. And then to boot this whole convoluted chart and then go to $45 for hard missions like a lot of people are like i'm just gonna wait for this to go on sale for 20 bucks and then i'm gonna buy it and you know it's gonna go on sale and i mean i could understand if they said here the game is 20 25 bucks digital uh 40 bucks physical with maybe a nice art book to sell because it's supposed to be celebrating the anniversary something to celebrate the anniversary i don't think anyone would care 40 bucks for yeah absolutely get that stuff physical people would do it but no, it's digital only. For five bucks more, you can get camera controls and animations on a menu with letterbox mode. <laughs> what the is this? This is I've never seen. You know, there's that there's that meme that has like you know a, a burger like at McDonald's and it's like regular games. And then if it's EA, it's like the lettuce is a DLC pack and the tomato is a DLC pack. And I'm sure you've seen these memes where it's yeah. like you want the whole burger, you got to pay all this. This is what <laughs> Sega's doing. They're following this model. But at least with other companies, the DLC is real content. We were just talking about Octo Expansion, real content. The other games that Nintendo puts out, it's real content. Uh, you know, Mario Kart course. This is character <laughs> animations in a menu. What does it matter? You're going to be on that menu for five seconds. And if you see the animations, you might go, oh, that's cute. And then never care yeah. again. It's like beta <laughs> version of the game, final version of the game. <laughs> yeah. You that's could sad. tell they were just like, I need, we need to pad this chart to Some. be cool or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Well... That's uh, that's that's Sonic Origins. Uh, hopefully, you pick the right version uh, if you get it. <laughs> you can only purchase two right now. That's two are true. coming soon, that's and one true. is a pre-order column. <laughs> it's going to be like one dollar difference between all the different versions. <laughs> Probably. Let us know what version you're getting in the comments down below. <laughs> and Barry, it sounds like you need to write them an email to get this on physical. So, <laughs> I would love yeah. to do it, but that's Sega. I, I honestly. <laughs> I don't think they would even look at our email if I emailed them. They'd be like, whatever, because it's Sega. And and they have the money to do it. And it's Sonic, it's supposed to be for an anniversary. Why not do a physical? Yeah. Why not? I mean, these are these this is supposed to hearken to your fans that played the games on the Genesis. The people who played the games in the Genesis 
the Genesis came out in 1989. Sonic came out, I think, in 91. So you're looking at people who are in their 30s, people with, you know, expendable income, people who want to enjoy showcasing their favorite character. And if you look at the Mario 3D All-Stars, what happened? The physical sold like 8 million units, over 8 million for the physical for 3D All-Stars. And that was just ports pretty much. And it wasn't they a good thing, yeah. And the, this could easily go, you know, that high or, or at least close to that if they did the physical. And, and people would love it. Throw it in an art book, maybe more of those old Sonic movie horrible keychains they threw in with Sonic colors. Uh, you know, call it a day. Even an actual like soundtrack, like an actual CD. Like, mm. Yeah, look at that. Boom. You're doing their they already, work for They're already charging you for the extra tracks. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to YouTube for free or pay more for those tracks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the end of our news discussion uh, tonight. Uh, but uh, before we move into uh, what's happened over the next couple of weeks, just another reminder, if you have not joined us on social media, at Nintendo Fuse on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, if you've not joined our Discord, please do that. Um, that's it's going to be a great place for you to connect with other gamers. And uh, yeah, the links on the screen, but also in our show notes and our uh, YouTube description here. And uh, yeah, it's just a great place to connect and uh, talk games and a bunch of other stuff. Um, great community over there. And many of the people, actually all the people that are in our live chat are in our discord as well. And uh, yeah, we just love interacting with you all. So head over there and uh, join the discord. Um, but, uh, yeah, before we jump into anything else, also one more reminder, if you've not subscribed, um, on your favorite podcast app or here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, uh, hit that bell on YouTube to be alerted every time we go live, every time we post a new video, anything like that. And, uh, if you're over there on Twitch, um, be sure to follow us on there as well and, uh, and connect with everybody there too. Um, yeah, uh, one more reminder, uh, who was the winner of our of our uh, game again? If you've not contacted us yet uh, by Twitter, is, you can go uh, do that. Math Grill at Math Grill on, uh, with one L, not G-R-I-L-L, but one L on Twitter. Uh, their name username is Michelle. Cool. So congratulations once again. And uh, yet another programming note that we will be uh, pre-recorded on our next episode. So uh, you can still join us at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. But uh, we will not be live. We'll just be premiering that next one um, on our uh, for our next episode, episode 251. That will go live on April 11th. Um, sorry, May May, not not May, May 9th, 10th, May 9th, 10th, 9th, 9th, May 9th, May 9th. I got the wrong date on our, uh, on our rundown there. Um, that's a, it's a copy of an old one. So May 9th for the next, uh, episode, but that will be, uh, pre-recorded. So, uh, let's talk about what we're going to be playing over the next couple weeks. Um, we got a few games coming out. Uh, again, thanks to Metacritic for putting together this list uh, that we'll be kind of scrolling on the screen in the video version of the podcast. Um, but uh, the big one 
of course, is Nintendo Switch Sports coming out on April 29th. So as we're recording here on April 25th, uh, that'd be this weekend um, that that game is going to be coming out. Also, The Sorrow Virus, a faceless short story um, coming out on April 27th, which uh, Barry and I have played and we'll be talking about our next episode. Um, but uh, yeah, several other games, a lot of indie games uh, this time over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, Greg, let's go to you first and... And uh, let us know what you're hoping to play, if any new games, or if you're going to be hitting some backlog games. It will be primarily the backlog games, but um, definitely actually the Nintendo Switch Sports, because I've always really liked the Wii Sports thing, and like my daughter's been asking to play more Wii Sports Resort again, so like we've kind of dabbled with that like here and there like for small bits of time, and just having them on Switch would just make it much easier so i'll probably get it like right around like launch but i'll have to see if everything lines up that way but other than that i'll probably be just hitting the backlog games nice nice very how about you uh, my primary focus will be attempting to finish horizon forbidden west and keeping up with stuff in 14 and and mario kart tour mainly uh you know that's uh, horizon is such a big game that it's you know, I'm trying to put as much time into it as possible to complete. Uh, where I go from there, I'm not sure. It's going to be one of those games I put down and go, okay, I'm done. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about Nintendo Switch Sports if I'll get that right at launch. Like, I feel like it'll be a game that I eventually get. Um, I think especially, you know, if online ends up doing well. It'd probably be a game that I'll be pulled into faster um, if it's ju- if it's just for like the local multiplayer experience. It'll probably wait until the next party I have, you know, when I have people over or something like that, because um, I'm probably not going to be playing it too much myself. Um, but if I have, you know, friends coming over that we're going to be, you know, gaming, that will probably be a game that I would like to have. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if, if online is good, then that could pull me in. Um but other than that, I'll be playing some more Lego Star Wars. And um, also, I am traveling this week. And so that's probably going to be the time where I finally uh, break out Robot Nam Fight and uh, join <laughs> join Greg and uh, play a little of that on the plane. Um, and that's that's probably what I'm mostly going to be playing over the next couple of weeks. I am really interested by uh, this Rift Tracks game. Like... I I'm probably not gonna get it, but do you guys know what Rift Tracks is? Like MSP3K. So I'm like I, I I'm just intrigued. I had no idea they were putting a game out, um, based on that. But that's oh, Using Chronicles Rising is coming too. That looks amazing. That's the uh, prequel to the the one that was on Kickstarter. Oh, cool! That looks a really cool game. Cool. Apparently, a brain wanted to tell me that was like Elden Ring's Chronicles or something. Like that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not yeah, I know it's completely unrelated, but I'm just saying, like my yeah. brain somehow skips a bunch of letters and made it something. <laughs> it definitely was not. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, I know, Greg, you're gonna be you're heading to uh, a gaming convention. Um, like, is that this weekend? Yep, it's this yeah. Weekend. So, where where can people gaming. find you if they want to see you in person? Yeah, so I'll be at the Midwest Gaming Club classic up in wisconsin uh milwaukee wisconsin so that's where it'll be this weekend that's like only like a hour like two hour drive here from chicago so it's not 
that bad at all is for me. So, um, yeah, I'll be there representing the premium crew with some, with Jeff and some of the other people, like new people like Joe and Sheena and stuff. So definitely step over and say, give us a holler or whatever and say, you know, we from Nintendo Fuse along with premium edition. Cool. Cool. And yeah, uh, I want to hear stories. I want to hear stories from that show. That was going to be legendary. <laughs> it already yeah. sounds like it's going to be based on the little chat we had going on today. I was like asking if there's like any premium edition like clothing that I should be running while I go up there. I mean, I'll probably bring my Nintendo Fuse shirt, but I was didn't know if like I need to like have premium edition clothes. Like, oh, pants are essential or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be, sounds like great. So it's like <laughs> pants are essential. Yeah. Pants are essential. Usually, it's, it's a show. You don't. <laughs> yeah. you don't have to. It's, it's not like one yeah. of those things where you have to have like dress shirts or anything like that. Like, just be comfortable. Yeah, I did, yeah. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if it was like a polo shirt or I, I have no idea. Just wearing any gaming shirts that I have that I'm not representing tonight. But yeah, I'll probably have my Nintendo Fuse shirt on at least for one of the days. So get nice. some. Check with Jeff on that one, just in case. That's what okay. I would do. I would check. Yeah. Just in case. speaking of Nintendo Fuse uh, stuff, if you have not yeah. uh, purchased your own shirt. Nice segue there, Greg. Uh, yep. <laughs> you, can get, you can get your own Nintendo Fuse merch, and that's a great way for you to uh, support what we do over here. So you can head over to NintendoFuse.com, click on the button that says Buy a Shirt, and uh, you'll be treated with uh, a bunch of other options in addition to shirts, uh, like uh, phone cases and masks if you're still wearing those and you know mugs and all that stuff so in fact uh, that's a new design on the mug i just we just redesigned it uh so that now that it stretches all around instead of just one side so um pretty cool so yeah check that out um barry what are you gonna be doing over the next couple weeks um well i won't be going unfortunately uh because I'm, I'm still here by myself and then we have a, enough crew going but i will be very busy we have uh, our Direct coming up. Our, our Series 4 Direct will air before our next podcast. So sometime mm. between now and then, we will have a Direct. So stay tuned to Premium Social Media for that. We will be having the announcement sometime this week of when it's going to go. And uh, just double-checking with that. I got the last finishing touches, talking with the editor, making sure that goes off without a hitch. And, uh, you know, other than that, just... Doing more premium work, always looking for more more titles and talking with more developers. And I'll be getting ready to do some uh, new premium interviews. I got to start setting those up for for all our new games we'll be announcing because you know I like to just get to talk to all the developers and get everybody you know they get their story out to everybody. Cool, cool. So yeah, looking forward to that. So make sure you everybody stay tuned and uh, probably we'll be talking about uh, that premium uh, direct on our next episode. So spoiler for uh, the next episode, <laughs> we got uh, you already know, like half of what we're talking about with a yeah. shadow virus shadow sorrow is that what virus. Called? Sorrow virus. Uh, sorrow, <laughs> I'll figure it out before the next time we talk about it. Um, sorrow virus and the uh, premium edition uh, direct. So yeah, it can be a good episode next time. Uh, like I said, um, after I finally got the date right, May 9th, uh, is when we'll go, uh, with the pre-recorded episode for episode 251. But, uh, yeah, working our way to 500 and before you know it, have a thousand and who knows where <laughs> we go. <laughs> 
Well, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good next couple weeks. Uh, look forward to you get, talking to you guys again. Of course, we talk uh, in between episodes, but uh, always fun talking games with you guys here on the podcast. And uh, again, if you've not joined us on social media, Discord, if you haven't subscribed, all those things, uh, be sure to do that uh, so you can join us for episode two fifty one when that drops. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.